Good morning, everyone. Good morning. I'm really sorry. I put the wrong photo up for the uh, talking relationships. Just to really stress, that is for everyone, married, unmarried. You know, it's not not specifically um, only for for couples. That particular uh, talking relationships one on conflict, um, and we'll try and make it as fun as we can. Conflict and fun. You don't expect to find those two words together, do you? Anyway, are you well? Yeah, God is good, isn't He? Really good. Uh, I mean, it was a hard-fought victory, but it was a victory none the least, wasn't it? And uh, no? Okay. No, not many rugby fans in the room. Well, you know, if you're worried about um, today, because uh, you know it's Gift Sunday, Gift Day, uh, i say obviously quite a lot about this as we go on through. Um, Charles Schultz, who did the Peanuts, said, you don't need to worry about the world ending today because it's already tomorrow in Australia. So there you go. Yeah. Um, lots of churches have harvests, don't they? You know, maybe you're living in one of the villages where they still have harvest, harvest Sundays. That doesn't seem quite right for us um, because we're not in a kind of rural setting in that way. But we do want to give thanks to God. Today is a day, and actually, I'm, I'm sorry, I, I kind of regretted as I was even there. We called it Gift Day. We should, should have just called it Thanking God Sunday or Thank Thanksgiving Sunday, because that's what it's really, really about. We've got two times in the year as a church family now where we talk about the way that God blesses us with resources, and we, we think about our response, one in March and, and one now at this time of the year. You'll realise, I'm sure, and recognise that uh, in March we're just getting going with some things, uh, getting going with our budgets, um, and you'll realise that at this time of the year, the PCC, the guys who help me in the leadership of the church, are thinking really hard about our budgets for next year. So we've got an opportunity as a church family to really wisely think about how we're, we're doing things. So look, buckle up, I'm afraid, a little bit, because there's going to be a few things to share with you uh, in different ways this morning. Need to take just a little bit of time to do that. This is a day for thanking, a day for encouraging, and yes, a day for thinking about our response to God's goodness. What have we got in our hand that he is giving us opportunities to, to use We've, we've been camping around some verses over these last few weeks. So the last time we're going to look at these verses just, uh, just uh, for a while, not because they're not great verses, but here, here we go. Let's just, let's just read them, shall we, uh, out loud together. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship, to the breaking of bread and to prayer. Everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. All the believers were together and had everything in common. They sold property and possessions to give to anyone who had need. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favour of all the people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved." That's descriptive, as we said a week or so ago. It's not prescriptive. But it tells us what a church family is like, a bunch of ordinary people are like, when they're filled with the Holy Spirit, when they are overflowing. And I, I underlined and put in bold uh, the everyone's and the all's and the, and the togethers. 
Because what a privilege to to share in the journey of this church. We've got this mission statement about making committed followers of Jesus who change communities and nations for him. That's not going to change. As long as God wants there to be a Trinity Cheltenham, and we've always said there's no guarantee to that unless we're serving his purposes. This is what we will be about. And we've got such an inheritance Such a joy for Nikki and I to come two and a half years ago, be invited in in odd circumstances, of course, and interesting circumstances, of course, and messy circumstances, of course, in some ways. But what a privilege to be invited to join in with what God is doing in this place. We have such an inheritance of faith in this place, don't we? I, I, I so have to say, and I don't mind saying it, and it's no embarrassment to me, there's nothing really very new There's nothing really very new that, in a way, I ever bring to this party. This party has already been going on. It's been going on here and in heaven for quite a few years. We're going to be 200 years old next year. Well, we started building. David always picks me up on this. We started building in this place. Yes, it was we, because we are the family. We started building about 200 years ago. I think it took about three years, didn't it? Is that right? The historian in the front is telling me. What a privilege to join in with this. And what a privilege to ask the question, okay, so what's our bit? What's our bit in in 2019? When people are looking back, if the Lord decrees it, in 50, 100 years' time, what will they say about us? What will they say that we did right now? I mean, I know there's lots that many people here have contributed to in the past. You're, You're sitting on some of the seats, some of you, or you're thinking, yeah, we helped to do this. Well, great. Well done. Thank you. Bless you. That's brilliant. But I want to know what we want, what we're called to do now. What we're called to do in October 2019 and then through 2020. What's 200 years look like? What, what will people say about this time in this family's life? How the Lord added daily to their number. Let's be under no illusion. It's not something we're manufacturing. No leader is manufacturing this. Because we have such a life. We're we're gathered, aren't we? And we're scattered. I hope you know that. This little graphic shows that. We we recognise. Every picture, by the way, is imperfect. But we recognise something about the fact that we're a scattered church of missionaries. We're a scattered church of of hundreds of people all over Cheltenham, all over the UK and all over the world. We we glory in some ways in the fact we still don't know how many people belong to Trinity Cheltenham. I mean, I know know 700 people receive the leadership bulletin, but that's meaningless. I could tell you that, you know, kind of maybe about 600 adults regularly come, 200 children still regularly come. I could tell you there's a load of people who hate church sweet and are not on it. I can tell you all the people who gather as church in the week in King's Table, what a wonderful expression of our church family is King's Table. Probably in some ways often the purest expression of our church family. But there are a lot of us scattered. There's a lot of us serving God's mission and ministry. And so thank you. Thank you, first and foremost, on this day of Thanksgiving. Thank you for being on mission wherever you are and wherever you serve. Your, your first place, your first calling is wherever God has placed you. That is your ministry. You know, if you, as I often say, if you're the, the, the chaplain in your, in your office, 
If you're the one who is at the school gate living out a a kingdom mindset when it comes to those who get excluded, if you are in Tesco's, you know, just daring to stop and to say, I'll pray about that. If you are, well, wherever you are, if you're a a teacher or you're an estate agent, if you're an accountant or a doctor, if you're a a caretaker, if you're a stay-at-home mum, if you are anything that I haven't mentioned... Thank you for being part of God's story in us now. I had the glory of sitting beside a guy yesterday at the, at the um, men's breakfast when we were watching the rugby and we were watching England beat Argentina. And God bless Argentina. Um, and I sat beside this guy, and do you know what? I had the greatest pleasure in my life. It was managed to survive for, I think, about 15 to 20 minutes before he discovered that I was a vicar. So good, so hard to do, so hard to do. Men are terrible. Within 30 seconds, what do you do? It's really hard to avoid the question, but I managed it. And then I could see what was going through his head. He was trying to think, how many times had he blasphemed in the last 15, 20 minutes? (laughs) I could see it go through his mind. Loved it, loved it. Thank you for being church scattered. But thank you also for being church gathered. Look, numbers are not everything. Numbers are not everything. You know, how many people around the world living under persecution are obedient and faithful when there are literally one or two? But God does bless us in a way. He's called us to be a larger kind of church when we, when we gather as well as when we scatter. So, I mean, I can tell you we've got loads more young adults just to have sort of arrived on the scene, not just students. We've got three times the number of students this year that we saw last year. But we've got lots of young adults who are gathering in this place. I can tell you we had 170 at the comedy night the other night. That's more than we've had in the past. I can tell you that the Alpha group was about three times the size on Thursday than possibly we've had over the last few. Thank you if you've contributed to that. Thank you if you've been praying and thank you, of course, if you've brought people. I can tell you that that God is entrusting new people to us through our transform ministries, that he's gathering people. I can tell you we've got three new life groups starting. We've got a bunch of people going on a Kenya trip. A week ago, we had no one or didn't feel like we were going to have anyone, but now Tim and a bunch are going. I can tell you about our Our new Friday night youth partnership, which is so encouraging. Trinity and St. Paul's and and The Rock meeting on a Friday night down at St. Paul's. Isn't that good? Isn't that good? God is on the move. It may not be numerically, actually, but he is on the move. And our question, I think, this morning As we give thanks, as we say, thank you, God, that I can be alive. I can breathe on this day at this time. What's your part for me? What's your part for me? Thank you for all that you have done. Thank you for all that you're going to do. My first thank you is if you you serve in this church. Can we put my thank you up, Jonathan, please? Thank you for serving, Jonathan. We are such an amazing amalgam, such an amazing 
grouping of so many people's time and talents. I, I went through Church Suite last night, just trying to work out how many people serve on church and serve in different roles. I got to over 400, and of course, there's lots of doubling up in that, lots of doubling up. But I got to over 400 just on the kind of normal kind of rotors and, and, and ran out of breath and time, and Britain's Got Talent with Cooking was on. So I, I wanted to watch that. But thank you. Thank you. Especially if you're in one of those hidden roles. You know, thank you, I appreciate. I get so many words of encouragement, and that's a, that's a privilege. But Scripture says I don't really need it. Scripture says notice the people who don't, you know, who unlocked the building this morning? Who's on coffee this morning? Who's serving in our, in our kids' church, in our, in our youth? Who's, who's there week in, day out uh, uh, on, um, on Alpha in the prayer team? A few of us up front in Alpha, but thank you, prayer team, for Alpha. Thank you for those who served the food. They had to serve about, I don't know what it was, 80, 90 people on Sunday night. They weren't all guests, team as well. Uh, but they had to do it in about 15 minutes, and they did such a good job. Tina did the most glorious pasta. So thank you. Thank you for being on mission wherever you are. Thank you for saying yes to God in every way that you are. And thank you if you're someone who serves in the life of this church. You give your time, you give your talents in this place. This little video is a really good summing up of why. So it is so much smarter to travel in groups, isn't it? Thank you for being just the world's weirdest family. I love our odd uncles and aunts and our funny cousins in this family. I love being part of this. And thank you. We can throw out that word family really easily, can't we? And I know even, even in this exact moment as I throw that word out, for some of us we say, yeah, well, it doesn't feel very much like family at times. But the thing is, you don't, you don't choose family, actually, do you? You choose friends. So God, God chose me for you, and he chose you for me. And I don't mean that as lead pastor. I mean that as Andrew, someone who's trying to live out following Jesus and would like to grow in following Jesus, someone who gets lots of things wrong, as well as by God's grace, sometimes getting things okayly right. And you're the same. We're in it together. We didn't choose the words all in for the vision without some thought. We didn't choose all in without knowing that it's provocative. It's a question as well as a statement of vision. And it's no problem if you're feeling, you know, it's no problem having family where people feel a bit less connected or more connected. That, that's normal. That, that's family. It's actually no problem in the sense, I hope you understand, if you're feeling a bit hurt. I could take you around my earthly, natural family and introduce you to people who love being part of my family at the moment and people who find it a bit more difficult. That's normal. That's normal. It's normal that some of us you know, feel in a great place. It's normal that some of us feel in a difficult place. It's normal to sit at, certainly in our family, sit at the Christmas table and suddenly wonder, why am I here? <laughs> but you don't choose family. 
You're placed by God into family. And so like it or lump it, here we are. Today's also a day to say thank you for financial giving, of course. Because the way of the world, as God has let it be, is that at the moment, money matters, or certainly forms of money. We know that heaven will be paved with gold. But money speaks, speaks of our hearts, and it speaks into what we're able to do. And so I want to next say thank you so much if you're giving in this church family financially. In whatever way that looks like for you, Peter is just going to come and share just a little bit about our finance. Uh, I'll I'll, uh, try and keep this uh, as brief as I usually do. Why do we talk about money? I don't know if we realize that that we're all we've got, really. We're a family, and and we receive our resources from the members of that family. We don't get any income uh, from outside. There's no income from from the diocese or Church of England. So we're totally self-resourced. And as Andrew said, this is a... um, a Christian family, it's not just a, another charity. This is our family, and, and our giving is a sign of our health uh, as followers of, uh, of Jesus. I stood up um, in January and gave you uh, this, uh, this forecast. We showed a deficit of about nearly 100,000 pounds. We had, uh, we had some plans to employ additional staff to bolster the, uh, the kids' work, which has been very successful and uh, a, a number of other things, but um, we, we had to uh, obviously put that on hold and, uh, and uh, not, uh, not employ everybody that we wanted to. And the situation now um, uh, looks a lot better. We are looking at a shortfall for the year of about 20,000 20, pounds. You can see that we've reduced the expenditure quite significantly and, uh, and the income has, uh, has come down from our original forecast. Um, the gift day that the, that we had in March was, was very successful and a lot of you signed pledges which makes, uh, makes uh, the planning job um, a lot easier but uh, there, there have been, has been a reduction in numbers and I mean the difference between what we're forecasting to receive for the year now and what we hope for at the end of the year is about £40,000 which in Trinity terms is two big gifts I mean that, that's, that's been the tradition of Trinity is an underlying steady income every month and then every uh, regularly but unpredictably we'll get a large gift which um, which will make up the difference but uh, that's looking pretty good I will bang on about uh, getting as much money as we can out of the government um, to help us uh, help us with our finances if you can please use the gift aid option we get another 25p for every pound that you give. We're all set up to do it, so it's no effort to do it. And you can see some numbers at the bottom there of the, the differences that, uh, that gift aid uh, can, uh, can make. 10 pounds a week plus gift aid is worth 650 pounds a year. It's, uh, it's well worth the effort if you give uh, in an envelope, put your details on about your, uh, 
tax situation and we will happily claim the gift aid. And if you um, are lucky or unfortunate enough, depending how you look at it, to be a higher rate taxpayer, there's even more, uh, even more benefit um, to, uh, to using gift aid. So what do we do? As, uh, to emphasize what Tim said, well, prayer is, uh, is important. We need, to, we need to pray about this. We need to look at the scripture and says, are we tithing the first, uh, first fruits to the Lord? <clears throat> Have we made a commitment or a pledge that will really help our, our planning a lot? And uh, are we maximizing the value of our giving um, through our gift aid? In the that's all I'm going to say. But in the light of what Andrew is going to say next, um, strangely enough, I was looking through the, the newspaper headlines this morning and came upon this, uh, this newspaper headline. So if you live in the parish, uh, you might want to think about selling a house and moving somewhere else. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Peter, so much. We... we um, we don't always, uh, each, each time, might feel like we do, but we actually don't always give out uh, all the literature when we have one of these days. But, but today, very deliberately, um, have given out uh, the Resourcing the Vision cards. On, on the front of those cards, you can just see for yourself some of the, the, the ways that we impact with our time and our talents and also, also our treasure. And uh, the honest truth is that, that God has blessed us with amazing resources. He also blesses us with amazing responsibilities. It's a, a real sadness that Trinity is probably in the, in the country, somewhere in the top 20 of the number of children and young, young people we have. I, I say sadness because I would so love that lots of places had many more children and young people than us, but they don't. And there's real responsibility in this. I mentioned about the young adults, and, 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 you know, forgive me, I'm not for a moment suggesting that any one age group matters more than another. But if we want this, this church in 200 years' time to be full, um, we've got, you know, so many more young adults coming to us than lots of other churches would. Again, as a, as a sadness to me, I don't glory in this. I love and look forward and pray for the day when every church is full of young people and children and young adults. But they're not. And we have real responsibilities. We, we're able to put on Alpha in a way that others aren't able to put on Alpha. That's why this room was completely full and, and Tim doing elements. Uh, we're able to feed people and we're able as much as anything else to prevent uh, people coming to harm on the streets of Cheltenham because we run Transform. We're able to have a, a women's garage for women who've been involved in domestic abuse and these sorts of things. We're able to support mission partnerships. We're able to send a team to, to, to Kenya. We're able to, to uh, have all the things that we have because of, because of our giving. And the, and the principles are laid out for us here. Where our heart is, you know, where's our money in our relationship with God? Are we giving proportionately? And, and are we turning good intentions into action? Our giving is an act of worship. It's first to the Lord. 
Tithing is a, is a starting point in Scripture. It's not a formula. It's a, it's a way of thinking, what does it mean to give the first part? In, in the biblical times, it was giving the first part of your seed, the most important thing that you had to invest into the future. You were putting first to the Lord. And as Peter has said, you know, if, you, if you're giving regularly through a standing order, as Nikki and I do and many, many, many others do, then you're, you're doing it in a wise way. Wise for yourself and wise for us. So we urge you with deep thanks, deep thanks on this day for all you, that's already being done. If you're not already doing this or you haven't reflected and haven't reviewed for a while, would you please? And if you need any further proof, here's another video. Thank you to the makers of that. So, we have quite a few light bulbs in this place. <laughs> and it takes us. It takes us. And I love that sense of the, the kind of pyramid. Because that's how, that's how giving works. You know, when each of us is giving first the Lord proportionate to our means, then everyone's contribution, everyone's part of worship. And it is an act of worship giving. Sacrificially giving first to the Lord. And my personal experience is everything else will then follow. And I want you to know if you're here with extremely well-managed debt, if you are burdened by that, then we're here with you in that as well. We're able to offer our Money Matters resource and a number of people in our church family make use of Duncan Harkness and Money Matters to support them in dealing with debt. And I just want you to know that there should be no shame in us as a family being real. But of course there's a question, isn't there? We know we're not called to give in a consumerist way. We're not called to buy. I like the vision, Andrew, and so therefore I'm going to give this much or I, I like what you know, we're doing in this area, so I'll give a bit more. That's not worship. That's not first to the Lord. But we are called to wise stewardship. And vision is the bridge between the present and the future. They devoted themselves. They devoted themselves. Can you be devoted in this place? Here's my salmon for the last time for a while. We're called to be a mission movement. Are you on mission with us? A gathering of missionaries in your life group, wherever your front lines are, you're being supported in. They won favour with people. By the way they were devoted to one another. And the Lord added daily to their number. So our three vision areas, our three all-ins with God, with each other, and for the world are just simply fundamentally a vision about health. A vision to say that we need this passion to be on our knees with our God in prayer and in worship first. A vision that says we need to be healthy in the way that we partner with each other and with others. That, sadly, for different reasons, has not always how it's felt maybe in recent times. And a vision, a passion for the world, 
The Lord will add daily to our number if he can entrust people to us. One of the guests on Alpha was a lady who was just passing by and she saw there was something going on. She came to the door and said, what's going on in here tonight? And one of our wonderful welcome team said, well, there's an Alpha course. And she was in this room on Thursday night doing Alpha because she passed by. And the Lord entrusted her to us. Isn't that exciting? That's what we want more of. Don't we want to be a a kind of magnetic in this bit of our gathered sense? Group magnetized by the Holy Spirit. It's all his work. They were devoted. They won favor. And the Lord added daily because they were filled with the presence and the power of the Holy Spirit. That's the only reason. Some of you know I'm into strategic plans. Here's a picture of a bit of it. Don't worry. Get it off the screen quickly. I can tell you that there are, they are there. They exist. You know, I can tell you that under All In With Vision, next week we're launching our Walking With God resources. Tim and Mike Fuller. Thank you for sitting in the front so neatly so that I can point to you. Tim and Mike and others gathering resources. What does our walk with the Lord look like? How do we equip each other? It's going to be a big theme for us, walking with God from now onwards. And we really want to resource and equip. We really want to be a church that takes this seriously. Are we on our knees in prayer? Are we growing in our faith? What are the catalysts for us in spiritual growth? All in with each other. Well, I've mentioned life groups as a new team that's now supporting life groups. I've mentioned young adults. Um, We've got a strategic review going on of Transform. Thank you for those who are participating in that. Thinking about how we can be even more effective in serving the lost and and those in in difficult circumstances in in our town. What does it mean for us as a church To have a real family with that bit of our family that gathers in the week. Building, I'm coming to in a moment. All in for the world. I've mentioned youth. I've mentioned Alpha. And Resource Church. Yep, the diocese is finally going to designate us formally as a Resource Church. Bishop Rachel will come here one Sunday and tell you from her own mouth that the diocese is going to put resources through us. Through us. For planting. That will be planting into new areas of housing. That will be planting in the area of youth and young adults. It's going to be exciting what God is doing through us. We don't give of our time, our talents, or our treasure because of what we buy or pay for. We give first and foremost as an act of worship. But if you want to know that you'll be a good steward to give sacrificially through this place, the answer, family, is yes. God is trusting us in new ways. And so what about this building? Plenty of churches that don't have buildings, but we do, and it's part of who we are. It's part of our identity. That early church met in homes, and it met 
in the temple courts. Every church I've ever come across that doesn't have a building wants a building. Every church that does have a building wouldn't mind getting rid of it and saving the money. But it is a hub for us, both gathered and scattered. We could have 100 people in this space doing Alpha and doing Element course because we have a building. We can gather for worship and seek the presence of the Lord twice a Sunday at least at the moment because we have a building. And this has been part of our DNA all those 200 years. And many of you sitting here have invested in the building. You've helped make the building what it is now. And I believe, and the PCC and the leadership team believe, we are called to invest in it again. What we have to do is the roof. Here are some pictures. And uh, you are very welcome to see the documents that Joanna Dakin and our fabric committee submitted for us to get a faculty. And we got the faculty the following day. That tells you how on we are with this. Essentially, it doesn't look like it, but we have to replace the whole of the roof. The wood has every kind of rot that you can imagine. Dry, wet, medium, sweaty... Old. The, the masonry needs dealing with. The slates need dealing with. We've known about this for a while. Some of you will say, but why didn't I know about the urgency of it? Well, it's a 200-year maintenance job. This has lasted 200 years. It's been patched. It's been looked after in the most in creative kinds of ways. But it leaks. Someone said, but we haven't had to put buckets out. Well, you weren't here last winter. Because we do, and we have, and we will. And it could, it could fall down. Fortunately, there's, a, full, there's a, a, a second roof, a ceiling roof. We have to do the roof. And we must start doing it from Easter next year. It will cost about half a million pounds to do. I say about because it has been completely detailed, um, costed uh, at 550, but there are some savings which our amazing team are working on trying to enable. It's because we have to replace everything. And the diocese won't pay for it, doesn't work like that. And actually, there are many more buildings around the diocese which are far needier than us have no resource at all in terms of people and even have a higher architectural listing than we do. It's our building. We use it for our purposes. Yes, we want the community to come in, but we're not going to give it to the community to use. There is no community case to make for others to give to this building. It's our family home. And it is ours to pay for. But what could we do? You'll have seen from the notice sheet if you read through. If we look at the front of our building, there are things that we could do. Next slide, please, Jonathan. And we've looked at these questions as we've had to work very quickly whilst looking at the final cost for the, the, the roof. What about access? What about welcome space, gathering space, hospitality provision? Some of you will know the kitchen, what it looks like. Meeting space, AV basic fittings and infrastructure. What would it be wise to do now if we're going to do all of the disruption to the space that we're talking about? 
And the answer is, next slide, thanks, Jonathan, is there's an enormous amount we could do. And it ranges from about sort of £25,000 worth of work up to £400,000 worth of work if we were to replace the whole of the foyer at the back of the building or the front, whichever way you want to put it. Carpet needs replacing. We need a better water supply to the toilets. Those are, are to quote, technically no-brainers. Kitchen refurb, we need to do something, even if it's just strip out what we've got and put a better servery in. Audiovisual, some of us may feel we've already got the best in the world, but actually it's something, an area where you have to continuously invest. And it's something about our value, about being contemporary as a communication Next slide, if we did replace the foyer, this is just an artist's impression, only a picture, not a plan. Then we could utilize the foundations of the existing foyer and turn the box around and get a space three times the size. For relatively speaking, not a lot of money. The toilets cost 350,000 pounds. I've already told you a figure of up to 400,000 for everything. Access from both sides, room for hospitality, welcome and gathering space, space for glorious uh, prams and pushchairs. We love having you. Clear the space at the back of this worship area. That cost includes a mezzanine floor, a meeting space, a room for 24-7, not 27-4, 24-7 prayer, perhaps. A building that is alive, a building that is open, some of the words that one or two people have had. Next slide, here's a different picture. Oh, they've gone through. Well done, Jonathan, thank you. Showing some interior possibilities. Relation to developments over the road at Trinity House. Well, friends, it's the classic chicken and egg. Our sense as a leadership is let's ask the question about this building first and what we can do here to then think what we do over the road. And we will do things over the road with TCT through Trinity Cheltenham Trust. But actually the lane is the lane. And lots of us don't go for coffee for all kinds of reasons. The question is what is God saying? As a leadership, we believe the roof is a must and we need to commit to it so that we can start after Easter next year. If we only do the roof, we won't have to be out of the building on Sundays. We will be able to use the building on Sundays. But obviously, if we do the foyer, I say obviously, but fairly obviously maybe, if we do the foyer, we will have to be out of the building on Sundays. What is God saying to us? We know and sense that we feel called to do something, but we believe this is a family discernment. And so we've got three weeks starting today where we're seeking to pray and invite you to discern how God is leading and to share with us in that Tim's already mentioned one of the prayer gatherings, consultation gatherings. That's this coming Thursday. You'll also see from the notice sheet where we've got one coming up on Sunday the 20th. 
plans and the pictures that I've shown you today will be sent out via church suite over the next few days so that everyone can see those and prayerfully consider them. We didn't want to give you too much paper today. And you can also send in reflections and thoughts via 2020vision at trinitygeltman.com. What is God saying to us? I'm only going to show you these two slides after asking that question. Is it realistic to finance it? Thank you, Jonathan. Well, special giving will be required. Extra giving will be required. This must be on top of anything we do in our regular giving to the Lord's work here. Must be on top of, not a diversion of. Gifts can be spread over a period of time, and if they're done at a range of levels, can we show my table briefly, we'll send this out. Actually, it's not too difficult to raise a million pounds. I know, because I've been in led churches which have done it on a number of occasions. That table reflects how a hundred gifts would give us £950,000 if people gave at the different levels. It also tells you the impact of gift aid. It tells you the impact of higher rate tax. We've already had one gift of £70,000. So one of the top ones has already gone. I don't think the issue is about our capacity to raise this amount of money. I think the question is whether God wants us to or not. That's a much more important question. So I want to finish, if I may, with that promise that you'll get more information over these next three weeks, with an acknowledgement that it's a relatively short amount of time, but timing is not on our side. You could argue it's the worst possible thing to try and do now, Clearly, you can also suggest it might be exactly what God wants us to do right now. But I want to finish with just the message version of the beginning of Romans 12 again. And if you're able to stand, would you? As we give thanks on this day for all that God is in and through us. As we give thanks for the amazing privilege of being alive this day and part of all he is about this day. Can we come before God and ask this question, what do we have in our hands What is our response to be? If it's to serve on a team or in a new way, then you can do that at the welcome point or through the website. If it's to review and prayerfully consider your, your financial regular giving or to start that, again, you can do that at the welcome point through one of the envelopes that's around the church or online. Is this a day to turn good intention into action? But this is what God says to us. 
And it's very deliberately in our hands. So here's what I want you to do. God helping you. Take your everyday ordinary life, your sleeping, eating, going to work and walking around life and place it before God as an offering. Embracing what God does for you is the best thing that you can do for him. Those verses from Acts, that description of the early church, reminds us that everyone is included, everyone matters, everything counts. It's about the heart. Hungry heart. An obedient heart. A disciplined heart. Jesus, this is your church. You are Lord. All that we are is in response to you. Everything we have comes from you and so of your own do we give to you have your way in this church have your way with our time our talents and also the finances that you have given to us Lord God, we ask for your precious leading of us as a church family with anything we might do with this building. Lord, we know that it's not whether or not we have the financial resource, but it's whether or not it is your leading in us, whether it is your purpose in us, for your mission in and through us. We don't want to lay one brick or, or, or sort one kitchen tile more than you would have us do. It is such a privilege and a responsibility to have all that we already have. And even dare to think that you might want to add Holy Spirit, would you come in our brokenness, in our imperfections, with timing or whatever else. Would you come, Holy Spirit? And would you lead us as your family? May there be a sense shared amongst us of what your will is over these next three weeks. We thank you for all those who've invested in this building before. We thank you for how much we enjoy, including many in this room. And we ask, what is ours now? What is ours now? Holy Spirit, come. Fill us again as your people on mission wherever we serve 
wherever we are each day, scattered, as well as your church gathered. If you're new to us or you're not used to this, I, I hope you'll just feel able just to go with this in a, in a gentle way. Because I'm going to ask you just to pop, all I'm going to do is ask you just to put a hand on the a shoulder of someone near you. And what this is about is, is believing that God works through us, not through me specifically, exclusively, but through us. And I'm just going to ask you to just gently place a hand on a shoulder of someone around you. It would be lovely. And you might just need to move. Don't worry, you're not going to have to do anything else that's more weird than this. So just a hand on someone's shoulder. And be lovely if people are sort of a bit isolated, can just find a shoulder to, to find, to be with. I'd love everyone to feel that they had just someone alongside them today. And I ask, in the name of the Holy Spirit... In the name of God, would you please come? Simon, in the name of Jesus, of course. Holy Spirit, would you come? Would you come? Thank you for this person. Thank you for their unique gifts. Thank you for all that you've put into their hands. If they have any places of stress or strain in their life at the moment, anywhere where they are burdened by any sense of debt, whatever that might look like, any, any concern or question about who they are and how you might use them, Holy Spirit, would you come? And would you speak into their heart and say, yes, God loves you. God sees you. God values you completely and perfectly. And so thank you for this person and whatever part you have for them in all that you are about and doing. Holy Spirit, come. If there are any who need healing in mind or body or spirit, Holy Spirit, come through us now. If there are any who need strength for this coming week, Come, Holy Spirit, now and fill them. And may the peace of God, which passes all understanding, fill you now. Fill you now. And the blessing of God, who is Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, rest on and in you and all those you love now and always. Amen. We're going to, uh, we're going to have the band just come and play. There's opportunity for prayer at the front as our way, slightly different today, but children will need to be going to be collected. If anyone wants prayer this day for a sense of commissioning, a sense of knowing your place, or any of the things that I've mentioned, financial, other questions, please come. We'd love to pray for you. Tea and coffee are being served over the road, and children, our lovely children, need to be gathered in. 
from over the road as well. May God bless you.